Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hi, folks, you're listening to Two Men in the Mouse, episode 204 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live at the White Dragon Studio in Orlando, Florida, and Rogue Comics in Cranford, New Jersey, on July 28th, 2020. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kev. Hey, Pete, what's going on? Nothing. Oh, that's good. Folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day. We want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Kevin? Um, so, uh, so much to get through this week. There's so much news. Uh, we, you know, we didn't have a show last week. Your your store flooded. Um, uh, wildly, yes. Yeah. You're in, a, in a freak <laughs> turn of events. Rogue Comics flooded. I had a crazy work week. Uh, so, yeah, the stars kind of didn't align last week, but we're back this week. Um, hoping to make it up to you guys, uh, at some point, but the, um, there's so much news to get through and, you know, typically this would be, you know, another episode of our world tour where we'd go to Adventureland. I know we've been promising Adventureland for a while, but, uh, you know, with Hollywood studios and Epcot having opened since our last show and have me having been to them both, I wanted to kind of focus on that, um, it's going to help people who are planning their trips right now during this unprecedented time. Yeah, I definitely want to. I want to hear about. It. Yeah, yeah. So we, we, you know, rest assured, folks, Adventureland is coming. It, all good things come to those who wait. Uh, but we are we're we're focusing in on uh, the parks reopening today, just because we think that's kind of more prudent news that a lot of you will get more immediate uh, need out of. Uh, but you know, we'll, we'll be back to the, the entertainment value of the world tour very soon. Uh, so the news, the news this week brought to you by our buddy Dave Weikert over at Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. Dave Weikert. Gotta love that I guy. Got a, I got a call Dave today, actually. Oh yeah? What about? Yeah, a couple questions. Okay. Cool. All right. So in worldwide news, uh, temperature screenings have expanded. Okay. So in addition to taking guest temperatures on arrival at Disney Springs and the theme parks, a temperature measurement is also going to be taken at table service restaurants inside Walt Disney World Resort hotels. Totally makes sense. Yep, 100% I'm with you on, I'm with them on this. As before, anyone with a, the temperature over 100.4 uh, will be directed to an additional rescreening. Those with temperatures 100.4 or above will not be allowed entry, and those in their party will not be allowed entry either because they've been exposed to them. Uh, cast members can now make park reservations. Reservations are currently available to Disney's Animal Kingdom, Magic Kingdom, and Epcot beginning yesterday for the next seven days. Both admission and one-day park hopper tickets are accepted. Main entrance pass admissions remain unavailable. As with other guests, both a Disney Park Pass reservation and valid park ticket will be required for entry for those cast members. So there you go. The cast members were not able to go to the parks up till now. Uh, but it seems like it's just for the next seven days, which means they're probably not... Um, they're, yeah, they're probably not, uh, you know, very full this week. Right. 
Uh, mask guidelines have also been expanded for all the theme parks. Have you heard about this? Tell me. Face coverings containing valves, mesh material, or holes of any kind now join neck gaiters and open chin triangle bandanas as unacceptable forms of face covering. I would think holes in your mask probably doesn't make much sense. The, well, I mean, some of them have like like little vents in them, like little circular vents. I'm not sure if that's like what they're talking about here, but I think it probably is, which I have a mask like that. Uh, so, I would think that is what they're talking about. Yeah. So, but I mean, the last couple times I've gone, I've been wearing just a regular cloth, black cloth mask that, you know, is pretty standard. Uh so here are the full revised guidelines for masks at Walt Disney World taken from the official website. All face coverings, whether disposable or reusable, must be made with at least two layers of breathable material, fully cover the nose and mouth and secure under the chin, fit snugly but comfortably against the side of the face, be secured with ties or ear loops, and allow the guests to remain hands-free. At this time, based on guidance from health authorities, neck gaiters, open chin triangle bandanas, and face coverings containing valves, mesh material, or holes of any kind are not acceptable face coverings. Disney has revived its theme park health and safety guidelines today as well to include guidelines on when face coverings may be removed. The new wording states you may remove your face covering while actively eating or drinking, but you should be stationary and remain uh, maintain appropriate physical distancing. So this was them trying to close a little loophole that some people found. Okay. You know, like you buy a bottle of water and you yep. wa- and you're walking around holding the bottle of water without your mask on. You're like, "Oh, well, I'm drinking water. I've been drinking this I think bottle we of water about this at one point." Yeah, I've been drinking it, this it, bottle of water for 3 hours. Right, like but people would do that. I get it. So, yeah, don't do that, folks. Um but yeah, uh they are really cracking down on that. They have people that like specifically are walking around now with signs about masks that like cast members just holding a sign they're kind of like the mask like like the mask force i'm i'm okay with that i'm okay with it too because you know what when i've gone to the parks i felt very safe and i feel very safe because everybody's wearing a mask so close all those loopholes down i 100 percent agree the wine and dine half marathon has been canceled to the surprise of absolutely no one uh Run Disney has today announced that it will cancel the 2020 Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon weekend at Walt Disney World Resort and instead offer it as a virtual event. So all registered guests for the on-site event have the option of receiving a full refund for the race. But with regard to future events, Run Disney has said that it plans to host the 2021 Walt Disney World Marathon weekend as scheduled and will share more details at a later date. I mean, I assume that's for now, you know, if, if it comes time to January and we're still dealing with this. Which, let's face it, is a very real possibility. Yeah. So, full update. With circumstances surrounding COVID-19 continuing to change around the globe, we continue to make timely decisions about our operations after considering guidance from local and national health authorities. As we have shared before, we are basing our decisions on the safety and well-being of our cast members, athletes, and our guests, since there is nothing more important than that. With that in mind, we are transitioning the 2020 Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend at Walt Disney World Resort to a virtual race. All registered guests for the on-site event have the option of receiving a full refund for the race, and registered guests with a U.S. mailing address may convert their existing registration to the new virtual event that can be completed from home, a local running track, or favorite running trail. I I can't imagine many people are going to go for the virtual race. Like I bet you a bunch will. Can, really? Like, can you, yeah. I can't imagine being like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to run six and a half to seven miles at home with no characters. But they run. You're saying like they're running these miles anyway. 
This I isn't like they I just guess. go to Disney and run. They, you have to train to do these things anyway. Yeah, these but like run on the regular. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. So here, here's the virtual. All registered participants with a valid ship, like I said. Um, participants who select this option will receive the following based on their registration. Race distance medals. Runner long sleeve shirts and kids short sleeve shirts. Digital bib and finisher certificate. So the bibs are digital. I like that. That's not going to do anything to help clean up, you know, spaghetti sauce. If it's digital, well, yeah. Uh, digital toolkit, including start, finish line, and mile markers. A digital goodie bag. A digital goodie bag. That's weird. A virtual playlist. A Disney gift gift card for select races. I uh, guess with a U.S. mailing address who already have received a refund for their registration may still register to participate in the virtual race option by contacting Run Disney by August 5th, 2020. Uh, Disney gift cards for select races. Eligible athletes registered for select events during the 2020 Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon weekend at Walt Disney World Resort will receive a Disney gift card for the Half Marathon 10K, 5K, two-course challenge. And, um, yeah, there's a bunch more information on that. But we're not run Disney people, so I'm just kind of giving you the veggies. <laughs> uh, n- resort news. Disney has pushed back or canceled certain resort openings. Disney has today announced that it will be delaying the reopening of some of its Walt Disney World Resort hotels and canceling others. The Polynesian Village Resort will now reopen on October 4th instead of the previously announced August 12th. The Art of Animation Resort will now reopen on November 1st instead of the previously announced August 12th. Disney's Beach Club and Boardwalk will now remain closed until further notice and not reopen on August 24th or October 1st. The revised opening schedule looks like this. July 29th, Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort. August 24th. The Yacht Club, September 21st, Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, October 4th, the Polynesian Village Resort, October 14th, the Coronado Springs Resort, and November 1st, the Art of Animation Resort. So there you go. All right, now I saw this. What do you think the logic is? I mean, the logic of Beach Club, but no, but of Yacht Club, but no Beach Club is weird. This is the only thing I can think of. They're not getting enough reservations. No, I think they are. I, I think... I think right now they're really concerned about paying staff, right? Yes, I would agree with that. So by basically taking anyone that has a beach club reservation, being like, okay, you're over here at the Yacht Club, so we're only employing one group of staff. And by the way, I'm speculating. Who knows what the real reason is? Uh, it also gives them almost like bubble hotels that haven't been opened yet. Yes. You know what I mean? So... That, I mean, it's the only thing I can think of is like they don't want to have to pay all these staff members for like lower occupancy as opposed to kind of putting a decent amount of people in one and having the same staff there. Okay. Right? I mean, I don't know. I was trying to figure it out yesterday when I saw this. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm with you. I think that's a, I think that's a good hypothesis. Uh, no water park news this week, but we do have some Disney Springs news. A, uh, the AMC Theater at Disney Springs has delayed reopening again. For a third time. Originally, it was going to open on July 15th. Then it was pushed back to July 30th. And now it's aiming for mid to late August. Uh, when AMC reopens, auditoriums will be reduced to 30% capacity or less based on municipality guidelines. In auditoriums with traditional seating, every other row is blocked off. In all auditoriums, including those wider AMC signature recliner, including the wider AMC signature recliners, guests will be asked to leave an empty seat between themselves and another guest. Most importantly, AMC will require guests to wear masks inside the theaters. 
Common areas and high touch points will be routinely disinfected throughout the day. There will be extra time between movies so that auditoriums can be clean between each showtime. Electrostatic disinfectant sprays and vacuums with HEPA filters will now be used throughout the building. Also, HVAC filters have been upgraded to MERV-13 wherever possible. That's great news with the MERV-13. Yep. Yeah, I have no idea what MERV-13 is. I'm assuming it's good. Do you think it's like like a guy? Like maybe like like it's like an android. Like I am MERV-13. I have arrived to to sanitize your movie theater. It's death is definitely what it is. Yeah, but then what if MERV-13 like gains sentience and decides that like instead of disinfecting the world for humans, it has to eliminate all humans to eliminate the germs that it carries. That's gonna be bad for AMC, right? Like. I must disinfect the human race, and then we've got Terminator. Like, what if Merv 13 is Skynet? Will you go to the movies if you can't get a popcorn? Uh, yes. I would. Depends on the movie. Like, I mean, if if Avengers Endgame was coming out and they were like, oh, but you can't get a popcorn, I'm like, look, like, no, I'm still going to that. I, I would fight Merv 13 hand to hand. In order to get Black into that Widow. movie. Still, if it's an MCU movie, I'm there. They've earned that. I, I got to be honest with you. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going. That really surprises me. I love going to the movies, but I mean, I'm also okay waiting until, you know, we're good. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone's going to have to wait until we're good because I, I can't see the movie theaters Oh, see, I don't opening. think so. Listen. Everything's opening like when we're kind of good. You know what I mean? You have uh-huh. baseball and basketball coming back now when we're in Florida, nonetheless. Right. When kind of good. Dude, nothing can wait till we're actually good. It's almost impossible, right? I mean, much money on the table. For every- right. Listen, I'm, I'm one that's small. I'm a small business. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, movie theaters aren't going to just open like when everything's great and you can just come back. It's going to open when as soon as they feasibly can i don't know i don't know if i care that much okay interesting uh, situation for them i really miss the movies but i will not go to a movie theater unless i know it's 100 percent safe right and how are you going to know that because of merv i mean merv 13 clearly until it until it gains sentience and you know decides to destroy the world so safe for a while yes um, to reduce contact, large popcorn and large fountain drink refills will be unavailable. Items like napkins, lids, straws, and condiments will be available by request. So you can still get snacks, you just can't refill them. How do you eat snacks with a mask on? I, I assume you can pull the snack, the mask down to like take a sip of soda or eat some popcorn. How many pieces of popcorn do you think are in a large bucket? A lot. I mean, look, my eyes are always way too big for my bigger than my stomach when it comes to movie theater popcorn because i always get Me the too, large because the difference between a small and a, and a jumbo is like you know 80 cents i mean right. you're always getting the big one right well especially with the amc stubs card because uh you can get the large for the price of a medium right so at that point why not like you're now just are you a in. um are you well i can't remember what the name of their club thing is and i'm a member are, yeah are I, you I am i'm, I'm a list yes i'm i'm part of the a list i'm wondering when they're going to start charging us for a list when when they reopen i'm sure how do they reopen with almost no movies out i wouldn't be shocked if if a list doesn't come back when they reopen like if they kind of like hold off on it oh it's going to come back i already got an email from them in july when they thought they were going to open oh really 
oh yeah, dude, that's guaranteed money. They need that ASAP. They can't just rely on like, they have your credit card number and chargeability. They can't just rely on people walking up to the window buying tickets. Right. They're going to charge every A-list member the day they can. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, until the day Merv 13, you know. Takes over that takes mailing that, list. Yeah, exactly. The A-list are my first targets. I don't know why Merv, Merv 13 is like slowly devolving into a Dalek as I continue to talk. Maybe Merv likes the AMC people, though. It's everyone else he doesn't like. But no, because the AMC people are the ones that are bringing in the germs that Merv then has to, you know, eradicate. Huh, interesting. Or Mobile, maybe that's uh, his life mission is to eradicate those germs. We're giving him meaning. What does Merv stand for? M-E-R-V. Maybe like like manufactured eradicator and refurbisher for virus i, I don't know we'll, we'll come up with the acronym <laughs> later yeah you, you know masters you could come up with the acronym for merv if you want merv 13 i want to know what happened to mervs 1 through 12 they probably all turned evil and they were like yeah. well you know the 13 one you know the the 13 one that's the one that's the one that you know is not going to turn evil because it's that lucky number 13 uh ample hills creamery the locations, both locations, apparently at Boardwalk and Disney Springs, are reported that they might be scrapped. Hmm. Ample Hills Creamery has filed for bankruptcy in the wake of COVID nineteen, and the that new owners, yeah, they so it has new owners that are attempting to bring life back, um, and reopening its New York area stores. Unfortunately, it appears that the Walt Disney World locations are not in future plans. That is unfortunate. But Very I mean... unfortunate. I love Ample Hills Creamery. I don't know how these places are staying in business through this. Yeah, I know. I know. Magic Kingdom news. You ready for this? Uh, the People Mover remains closed, but it is not due to COVID-19. It apparently is due to technical issues that have been plaguing it since March. Huh. Do you remember back in March, there was that thing where it was like the, t- the People Mover suffers like a like a massive system failure or something like that. Maybe like Merv 13 like got into the systems and was like, people moving spreads infection. You know what's funny is, so let's say there is this massive problem, right? Let's take them at face value. I wonder how concerned they really are about it. About the people mover? Yeah. People mover is a big deal to them, I think. No, no, I know. But in everyday life, they'd be like, we have to get this thing running. Oh, right now. Yeah, probably. You literally have people going in and out of this nonstop moving vehicle pretty much. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. "Eh." I wonder how much they really care. We'll get to it. Uh, yeah, I think that it's going to be down for a while. Uh, I could totally see that. Uh, in other in in other news, Stitch's Great Escape has been confirmed to have been closed permanently. Oh, uh, nuts! Yeah. Um, so Stitch's Great Escape at the Magic Kingdom has been mostly closed since late 2016, and was at one time strongly tipped to be replaced by a Wreck-It Ralph attraction that did not ultimately get approval. The show's lobby area has been a host to a Stitch meet and greet prior to the COVID-19 shutdown. Since the Magic Kingdom's reopening, Stitch has been appearing at the Rocket Tower Plaza stage in a physically distant setting. So, I mean, we already pre- we already knew this this attraction was done. I mean, there were those pictures of the animatronic torn apart. Yep. So this is not really huge breaking news, but Disney has finally confirmed that it is not reopening Stitch's Great Escape. So, That's good. Yeah. Yep. Not not bad news. Not not hating that. Um. Epcot news. Multiple Epcot projects have been paused. This is not great news. 
Uh, Disney has announced to cast members today that several Epcot projects will be impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic and continuing uncertainty about the future. Both the Mary Poppins addition to the United Kingdom and the new Spaceship Earth redevelopment are currently paused indefinitely. In the center of the park, work will resume on the new Neighborhood of World Celebration, which will bring new dining, retail, and entertainment. But the company says it will be taking a different approach on the previously announced festival location. Although not confirmed, it is speculated that the multi-tier structure originally announced will no longer be built. When originally announced, Disney outlined how it would provide an elevated view of the entire park and an ideal spot to witness Epcot's nighttime spectacular. The three-level structure was to feature a plaza level, a middle expo level, and a park that sits sits in the sky on the top level. So there you go. This is going to be one of those things where 20 years from now... We like look back at like the things that would have been if you know this pandemic didn't happen. Absolutely, absolutely, it's definitely going to be changing the very face of what we've come to expect. Uh, interactive elements at Test Track are not available anymore at Epcot. Uh, the design studio where guests can design a car uh, is now disabled and bypassed in Test Track. Along with the design studio, the post-show exhibits are also deactivated. So, I mean, you know, no big shock there. It's a little bit of a bummer. Animal Kingdom news. Uh, there was a new baby mandrel born in Animal Kingdom, and it is adorable. That That is the entire news story. Okay. There you go. Yep. Uh, Primeval World and Rivers of Light have closed permanently. See, You know, this is big, actually. Yeah. See, like, I, I, I tried to ease everybody in with the baby mandrel because they're like, oh, baby mandrel. And by the way, two things are closed. Primeval World is a ride that should not be open. Okay, what, what's your justification for that? The amount of people I know who've been hurt on this ride. Really? Because I've done it and oh, I wasn't yeah. hurt. Oh, yeah. I know people that have actually been, like, legitimately hurt. And it's, which is funny because I was so curious about this and have gone to, like, Disney and been like, hey, I suffered this. And Disney takes care of their medical. Wow. That ride is, I'm telling you, that ride is not. I, it's, this is why I'm pretty sure it's been like down all these months. You know, it's like the ride that will never open. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that is the reason why they just can't. Right. This primeval world at Animal Kingdom has been closed for more than a year due to a series of technical and operational difficulties alongside poor guest ratings. Rivers of Light at Animal Kingdom opened with great excitement after a series of delays due to groundbreaking autonomous technology, but ultimately did not meet guest expectations. Budget cuts were made to the show last year, which saw the live performers removed, but this was not enough to save the show from cancellation no announcements of any plans for replacements have been made at this time i mean rivers of light closing forever that's a big deal i think you know i mean it's like one of those things they just from day one they just couldn't get this thing something has to go there right because they built this huge like theater I know, which is, which is almost an eyesore. If you think about looking out, like, towards where the seat, like, you know, so the seats are facing you. Yeah. What that view used to be. Yep. And what that view is now. Like, they have to do something. Otherwise, just, 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 like, dismember the entire, like, seating area because it's crazy. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Hollywood Studios, we've got some virtual, virtual queue changes. Effective July 24th, this went into effect. So it used to be you can get 10 a.m., 1 p.m., or 4 p.m. boarding groups for Rise of the Resistance. That has now changed to 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. only. Right. Uh, Makes sense. The virtual queue allocation was running out very quickly, typically within 30 seconds of becoming available. 
So uh, we're going to talk about this more in the e-ticket because nice. I was there the last day for the 10 a.m., 1 p.m., 4 p.m. Changes have been also made to Savi's Workshop in Galaxy's Edge. Savi's Workshop, uh, the lights, also known as the Lightsaber Shop. The experience was led by a group known as the Gatherers, who bring you into a covert workshop to construct your own lightsaber. Uh, they were live performers, and they were also handling parts, and it being in an enclosed space, it's obviously not suitable for the current world. So instead, Savi's is offering a range of legacy lightsabers that were previously sold next door at Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities. Do we really? Do we know that's not what it is. What? You really think that's why they're not selling $200 lightsabers a pop? What, because of COVID? Yeah, that's 100% why. Well, I think, I think, I really do think it's more, um, they don't want, they, they're not allowed to have the show aspect of it back yet. Whether it's the Actors Equity Guild. Yeah. I mean, that's, because you can still go into Droid Depot, which is an enclosed environment, and build droids. Yeah, but they don't, it's not the same, like, I don't think they have, like, the conveyor belt and all that stuff going. No, they have a cast member there helping you pick them out. But you can go and build, if you go into um, Tattooing Traders, you can build a lightsaber there. They give you the same, like, an almost identical kind of tray with parts that were, have all been sanitized. You pick out which parts you want. Huh. They put that tray away and bring another tray for the next guest to look at what type of parts. Interesting. It's the same formula as Sabi's. But you're not making the the same kind of lightsaber. No, no, no. It's the cheesy plastic yeah. one. But I'm saying it's the same formula. The only difference here is you no don't have someone like giving you the show aspect, which okay. is why I think the real reason why they're not doing this. Okay, makes sense. Uh, well, that's the news this week. Again, total speculation on my part. I know. No, I think that, I think you might be onto something there. I think you might be onto something. Uh, so yeah, the, that is the news this week. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break here from our wonderful sponsors. Uh, and we'll be back after these fine words. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. You got to pack everything up. You got to figure out where you're eating. You got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. That sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in in 2008, and in that time, has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it was his own, and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with, and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave, you're likely to pay less and get more. And what's better than that, Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did That's like, that. That's like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney Cruise Line vacations you might be going. Uh, this can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. 
you give them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. Well, Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker. Depends how his name on Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer, folks. Take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey, and renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop queues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to KingdomStrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit KingdomStrollers.com. humans my name is morty monster and i'm uh, well i'm a monster i'm here as an exchange student from the monster world where growing up i fell in love with the world of human pop culture unfortunately not a lot of monsters share that passion so i came here to experience all of these things that i love and to share that passion with all of you i do this through my youtube channel with regular video blogs one of my favorite things to do is film on in the theme parks of Orlando, Florida. Join me in Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, and more. I'll also be reviewing comic books, web videos, TV shows, movies, and other awesome stuff. Find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash MortyMonster. I'm on Instagram as MortyMonster and Friends. I'm also on Twitter as MortyMonsterBFF. From there, you can find a link to my YouTube videos. Please like, subscribe, love, sign up for notifications and more for all the Morty content. I can't wait to share my adventures with all of you. Morty Monster! This is Bill Farmer and you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse. Folks, we are currently embroiled in the reopening of Walt Disney World. Uh, Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom opened earlier in the month, then shortly followed thereafter by Disney's Hollywood Studios 
and Epcot. Now, while I've not had the opportunity to get over to Animal Kingdom yet, that is coming next week, I have been uh, to both Epcot and Hollywood Studios within the last week. We touched on Magic Kingdom in the last episode, talking about uh, you know how it has been since it was reopened. We answered a lot of your questions, and we're going to do that again this week. Uh, to help you guys who are planning trips during the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, so this week for our e-ticket attraction of the week, Pete and I are focusing up on uh, the reopening of Hollywood Studios and Epcot and answering your questions. All right. So you know, before uh, before we get started into this, I'll say, Pete, um, I had a good experience in both Hollywood Studios and Epcot, but it was a very different experience. Okay. And I will say right off the bat, I was very impressed again with the level of social distancing, the level of hand sanitizer. I never felt unsafe in any of these locations. And the cast members do a great job at making sure you're wearing masks. And I was happy with everything there. I so, like hearing that. Yep. So um, our our listeners asked a few questions, so let's get into them. Let's uh, do it. Trace Malden says, with the changes and closures in the parks... What park would you say is the least affected slash better, and which is the most negatively affected, and is the park worth going to? Epcot is way more affected than Hollywood Studios. Interesting. Way, way, I wouldn't have guessed way that. more. Well, first of all, Epcot was already a wasteland because of all the construction walls. Yep. And World Showcase. So, you know, we were like, oh, that's interesting. They're doing a food and wine festival. I wonder why. Let me tell you why, Pete. Because World Showcase is shut down. Huh. All of the shops, all of the little, like, like stores and, and food places all closed down. Really? Yeah, because they have no cast members to run them. Hmm. Because the international program is is kaput I know. for the moment. I would just assume that they would just put you know displaced cast members from other things in there. Well, they have for them for a lot of them. Uh, like there's a there's there's like a, a shot like a little booth outside in the Canada Pavilion where they're selling some Northwest Mercantile merchandise. Mm-hmm. Like they have the Canada Spirit jersey there. They have dude. They have a Canada Mickey Mouse hockey jersey. I saw it. I need it. It's cool. Like it was made for me, right? It's a hockey jersey, and I love hockey. It's Canada. Why didn't you get it? It's Canada, and I love Canada. It's Mickey, and I love Disney. And it's black and red, which are my wrestling colors. Why didn't you buy it? Because it's, I can't justify $70 on a shirt that I can't wear for another six months right now. Wouldn't it be 30% off? It would be 30% off, yeah. What's 30% cool. off of 70 uh, 21 bucks, maybe? Oh, you know what? That makes it a little bit better. Maybe I will go get it at some point soon. For real? Yeah. No, I, I mean, I really, I love, they have the spirit jersey back. I really want that. They have so many really cool Canada shirts. But anyway, uh, like the, be- like the beer cart in Canada is still open. Um, I believe Rose and Crown is still open over in the UK. And of course, you have all of the different, like, you know, um, the food and wine kiosks. What about the department store in Japan? So I did not get over toward that i i would imagine it's not open but i didn't get i i didn't actually make it into the japan pavilion but i will okay. tell you that all the stores in the uk are closed hmm. uh northwest mercantile closed what about the stores in um germany in germany i believe they were also closed from what i saw wow uh and the um like in china all the stores were closed uh, Norway, one store was open, and it was the store that you exit Frozen Ever After through. Right. 
So I think it was open just because you have to you have to go through there to get out of Frozen Ever After. Now Mexico had to be open, right? Mexico was open, yes. I mean, they kind of have to have it open yeah. because it's your gateway to yeah. And so like all like the whole like little bizarre area that was open, but a lot of World Showcases closed down. Wow. So uh, Hollywood Studios barely anything is closed down. And I was able to have a full Hollywood Studios experience, so I would say, well, good. I think they also know that, and this, you know, this is why they were so fearful of opening studios. They know with Galaxy's Edge right now, like studios is going to have a hundred percent capacity every day, like yeah. you know, for whatever that is right now. So I, they kind of have to have that, like functioning. I got to tell you, studios is my favorite park right now. I mean. Me too, just because the Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's Edge and the Muppets, like, right there. Like, I mean, come on. Pizza Rizzo's back open. The Muppet the Muppet store is closed, though. Well, good, because they don't really sell Muppet stuff. Exactly. Anyway. They don't have, like, any Muppet stuff, so, you know. With the, the one little end cap of Muppets plush that they have. Right. And it's, right. Last time I was in there, it was Muppets Baby. It was just Muppet Babies. It's Muppet Babies, I know. You know, it's funny, because you, you think back to, like, 20 years ago, what that store was like. And I'm such a fool for not buying like every T-shirt they had, like mm-hmm. just all the stuff they used to have. Yeah, you know, I always assumed it's always going to be here, and it's not. All right. So Sam Jobson White asks: Are there measures that have been introduced anywhere that potentially you'd like to see stay in place when the pandemic is over? Oh. Oh Sam, let me count yes. the ways. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is everything an option? I so listen. I kind of love socially distanced Disney. Measure number one, no one can come within six feet of me. Yes, measure number one, don't touch me. <laughs> um, no, but in all seriousness, I really like, um, I really like the socially distanced cues, which I understand you can't do when you have a full, when, you know, you have full park crowds. But I mean, so I mean, I feel like this pandemic has really kind of changed the way I look at the world. Because, like, I'll watch okay. television shows. Like, I was watching Comic Book Men the other day, and I know you don't like that show. I've never seen it. Well, I, which is funny, because you are a comic book man. That's why I don't have to watch it. Yeah. Uh, so they, they're at a, they're at a Comic Con, and, like, they're at their booth, and everyone's coming up, and these strangers are, like, shaking their hands, and I got so uncomfortable by it. Uh, I don't know if you know this. I'm pretty sure you know this about me. I'm not a huge fan of having to shake every single person's hand. Yes. Um, kiss every female friend like on the cheek and have to bro hug every guy that comes in the store. Yeah. But people insist on it. So I normally hide behind my counter. Right. It creates a little barrier. I have a little bit of distance, which still then people insist on the constant handshake. I've had people leaving the store shake my hand three times. I'm not lying. What's wrong with the people? They will literally shake my hand the big, I'll see you later. They'll head towards the door, they'll think of something else they want to say, start talking again for ten minutes, and then come back and shake my hand. It is not my thing. Me neither. So I'm hoping that that goes away altogether. Me neither. Especially the hugs. Like, come on, I don't want to hug you. I don't I mean Like there are very I, few people in this world thing. that I like have the desire to hug. Stay away from me. Don't come near me. Don't hug me. Don't touch me. Like I'd hug you, Kevin. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of. Well, you. I mean, I'd hug you. You're a close personal friend, but like, like I mean, I am. I'm a big fan of the fist bump lately. I like or, fist bump off the fist bump. The elbow at kung at kung fu class, we actually like do like the little bow to each other. Which I'm like, I'm like, maybe Why don't you start that up. Yeah, I'm like, this should be a thing everywhere. I'm telling you, if someone goes to shake your hand or fist bump you, even now, you just give them the bow. Yeah, do it. That's perfect. Yeah. I am, you know, by the way, I am uh, in the process of trying to land us a pretty cool guest. 
Oh, nice. Uh, speaking of Kung Fu, because so I, I take Kung Fu class at the Wallum uh, Temple here in Orlando. And our Sifu, uh, which is Chinese for, for teacher, uh, is uh, her name is Mimi Chan. And she was the body model for Mulan in the 90s when Disney was first animating it. Cool. So, yeah, and she's, like, amazing and, like, this, this, like, super awesome kung fu master. And, like, I would love, like, so we're kind of, I'm in the process of trying to schedule something out with her because she's very, very busy. So Are uh, you are you better than her yet? Uh, no. No, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. Like, I've been doing kung fu now for over a month and my body doesn't glow yet. Like, the last dragon... Okay made me think that, like, I'd be able to harness the power of the glow. Right. You can't summon your chi like that? Yeah, no. Like, you know... It, you know, it's it's not a question, by the way, of is the theme song to The Last Dragon on my workout mix. It's more, why did it take so long for me to put the theme song to The Last Dragon on my workout mix? I get mix? it. I love that movie so much. I've never even seen the whole thing. I've only seen clips. But, I mean, like, show enough? Like, come on. Like, I love it. I love The Last Dragon. Uh, Bruce Leroy, like, come on. It's great. I love it. Uh, but anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, things we'd like to see continue. Uh, the mobile order, like, mobile ordering becoming the standard. I would love to see that happen more because. Yeah, I don't know if they could ever go exclusively mobile order. I just, I think that it's, it's so much more efficient. I agree with you. I just think at some point you're going to have some person from some place come in that park who doesn't have a smartphone, and now you're saying they can't eat. I mean, yes, true. But so they could never just do exclusively mobile order, but I mean... Yeah. I I love that. I, I really like the hand sanitizer everywhere. I hope that never goes away. Like, when the pandemic's yeah. over, I really want the hand sanitizer stations to stay, because... I would like what I would prefer is I would like some awesome Disney themed hand sanitizer stations. Okay. They could do that. That's easy. What do you mean? Like it's like a character's head and they like puke hand sanitizer? Or, like, no, like hand- if you go into Galaxy's Edge, it's like a gonk droid that like automatically spits out hand sanitizer. Oh, that'd be neat. I was thinking like or, Stitch like spits hand sanitizer into your if hands. If you're in like Fantasyland, it's like, I don't know, some kind of like decorated hand sanitizer unit that'd be neat like kind of like kind of like what they do with the um with the walls like with the with yeah the construction walls like theme them make them almost an attraction listen any any way you can add disney magic to something that kind of you know just stands out yes uh i think would be great i just think honestly they're not at the point right now where they can address that but you'll you'll see them do that yeah i i I think that'd be cool i like i said so that's one thing the mobile ordering is another thing the social distance cues are another thing even though i know they can't do that i gotta tell you i don't miss the fast passes no but that's because there's no one in the parks right well of course not i mean there's Um, no one there i mean you Wait for everything. It's, right, trust right. me, that would be different. You would miss Fast Pass if they were if there were five times as many people there. Another thing that I that I really like that I hope they would keep is they have specific entrances and exits for stores, and they have like arrows on the floor that show you like the way that you're supposed to move through, like whether it's an attraction or a restaurant or a store. Uh, they like kind of guide you, and I think that really helps the flow of traffic. And I think it, I think that would be really helpful in a post COVID world as well. 
to kind of avoid that Harry Potter trap, like over in Universal, where like yeah. these tiny little Harry Potter shops that that she she decided had to be small and quaint, you know, which doesn't work when you put two hundred people in there. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um. So I really like that that like traffic control that they have. Yeah, I would say the mobile ordering, the traffic flow, the socially distanced queues, the people not touching me. Th- these are all things that I would like to see stick around. They all sound good. Yeah. Uh, Rachel McCurtain says, we loved being able to build the droid, uh, with, with a last minute reservation. Any chance with the diminished crowds, they will let the droids roam around and really interact with each other. No. The droids are still only allowed to, to be out, like, in their droid area. Yeah, they can't risk some other guests who are walking over here going, like, kick your droid, and then, you know, it's, they can't do that. There's too much of a hazard. Uh, so, but I mean, I have seen people like playing with their droids randomly. So, uh, Shannon Jordal asks, are the nighttime shows still happening? Phantasmic and Epcot forever. Uh, no, they are not. And that is, and that people are like, well, why can't they do the fireworks shows? Because people congregate during fireworks shows yep. and they push up against each other. And it's one of those things where it's kind of like, you can't trust people to like do the right thing. So you can't have it. I also wonder if some of that stuff, like Phantasmic, is for the same reason as why we have no Savi's workshop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Zach Adams asks, are there any improvements with boarding groups being issued multiple times a day since the reopening? So, okay, I'll tell my boarding group story now. Um, I purposely got there at 12 because I was like, everyone that I had spoken to that had come to like do the 10 a.m. boarding group got it no problem. Right. So I was curious. I'm like, let's see what happens if you try to get it at one or four. So I tried at one right, o'clock. First off, I want to say that I, you have to be lying. All my friends that went for 10 o'clock. You didn't purposely go at 12. No, no, Maybe. I seriously did. I seriously did. You were I'm like, just... hey, I'm going to risk not getting on just to see if this works. That's a hundred. I swear to God, that's a hundred percent what I did. <laughs> Because I can go, look, if I was on vacation, no, I wouldn't have done that, but I can go I back. would say you can go whatever you want, but apparently you can't. Well, yeah, basketball. I didn't know that yet. Uh, but uh, I was doing it as research for a friend because, you know, a, a friend of mine is like, I don't do rope drop, but I'm really worried about making a Hollywood Studios reservation because, you know, I don't know if I'll be able to get a boarding group. So I'm like, let me, I, I even said to her, I'm like, let me go like midday. And see what I can do for that. So one you o'clock. You can't do rope drop even if it's at ten. I don't know, dude. It's not. It's not me. I don't know. <laughs> okay. But um, so one o'clock hits. I like. I'm. I'm ready. Like I've got the app open. I click the thing. Uh, it's. It's like searching for a boarding group. Then all of a sudden it says all boarding groups are filled. Dude, it had not been fifteen seconds. Huh. It had not been fifteen seconds, and it was done. So you didn't get on. Well, then I was like, okay, I'll try. If I'm still here at four o'clock, I'll try to get at four. So Morty and I were filming around, uh, and we tried again for four o'clock. Got it, no problem. Huh, interesting. Yeah, four o'clock was no problem. But but people were there. Were still a lot of people that didn't get it at four o'clock. So right. Uh, so I I mean, so Disney like makes sure if you have a Hollywood Studios reservation, they message they like send you an email the day before, being like, by the way, there's no need to get here early because we have boarding groups at one o'clock and four o'clock. Let me tell you something. They're lying to you. There's still a need to get there early. Like, yeah, their their concern is not masses of humanity within the park, yeah. right? Because they can control that. Yeah, it's the mass of humanity outside the park before it's open that they Correct. can't control. Correct. And so, like, 
they they basically I asked the cast member, I'm like, hey, is it easier at ten o'clock to get a boarding group than it is at one or four? And he was like, Yeah, yeah, it's easier. Right, so, of course. Yeah. It's not like they just opened the first third of boarding groups. That's what I assumed that they were doing. Like open a third of it at ten, a third of it at one, and a third of it at four. Like that's why I thought it was gonna be easy. Like that's why I thought it was gonna be fine. But I mean, dude, like not even fifteen seconds. I was I was like I, however, I did get on Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway, like, almost as a walk-on. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, like, that was only, like, a 20-minute wait. Like, not even. Uh, and, oh, I walked on to um, Smuggler's Run. Nice. Let me tell you something. Smuggler's Run, you would, you do not ride with other people anymore. I believe that. So that is I'm, another I'm, thing, by the way, that I'd like to see continue. Uh, I know Rise of Resistance is like that also. Morty... Morty flew the Millennium Falcon by himself with no crew. Huh. There is a video of this that is currently on the Morty Monster YouTube channel. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Rise of the Resistance was kind of the same. You were, you're in your own vehicle. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Target and Disney have had like a little partnership going on. Uh-huh. And there is a, a whole bunch of uh, Disney Galaxy's Edge merchandise going to the park. Yeah, I did now, see this. it's not merchandise that has been previously offered in the park. It is kind of uh, Galaxy's Edge themed merchandise. Now, so it went up for pre-order, I believe, last Tuesday. And one of the items which I desperately wanted is a, basically it's a remake of the 2009 Legacy Millennium Falcon that came out, which is the really big one. It's really scaled well to three and three quarter inch figures. Uh-huh. But they're doing a Galaxy's Edge version. It comes with Chewie and Hondo. And six porgs. But the thing I like about it the most is it's got two sound modes. One plays all the original sounds the 09 one did. Uh-huh. And one plays sounds from Smuggler's Rock. Interesting. So I was devastated that I couldn't get it. It sold out like a uh, like a boarding pass practically. Uh, but they opened up more a couple days later and I was able to get a pre-order. And so I'm pretty excited about it. Okay. So And it is not for the faint of heart. That thing is mega expensive. But... It is a centerpiece to any Star Wars collection. Yeah. Uh, Shannon Jordal also asks, what kind of character interactions have you seen in the parks now that meet and greets are not happening? Another great question. Hollywood Studios and Epcot both kind of have these character caravans that come through. Okay. So um, the, uh, I saw the Disney Junior characters come through uh, like a little parade, like on, a ca- like on cars. But in Hollywood Studios, I've also seen video of like Mickey and Minnie and company come through. I've seen the Pixar characters come through, and they're all, it's like a mini parade. Okay. Uh, in Epcot, oh, or so in Galaxy's Edge, Kylo and the stormtroopers were up by Kylo's ship, and the stormtroopers like were also up on top of like that little land speeder area yeah. across from Savi's. So they were still there, but socially distanced. Ray and Chewbacca, I did not see, but I'm so I'm not 100% sure on that. Epcot, I've got to say, did some cool stuff with the characters. So first of all, you have like the princesses all come through World Showcase on a horse-drawn carriage. Okay. That was really neat. Anna and Elsa came through also with a processional. Uh Anna was on the sleigh and Elsa was actually walking. Hmm, which I thought was interesting. Um okay. And she, they, they were in their Frozen 2 outfits. Uh, now, also, in the UK Pavilion, you know where, um, you know that gazebo in the UK Pavilion where the band usually, where British Revolution usually play, plays? Yes. 
they had Mary Poppins up there. And you could like walk right up to the gate and talk to Mary Poppins and like have it was like a regular character meet and greet. Like you could talk to her from there. And Alice also did the same thing. I like that. I saw pictures of that. I like almost hope they do a lot more of that. I know Universal's doing a ton of that. Yeah, Universal is doing a lot of it. I like I gotta be honest with you, if I could go there and get a socially distanced picture with them, you know what I mean? Like take my picture and they're behind me, like thumbs yeah. up. Like I'm totally down with that. You can. You know what I found what what I found was interesting was the PhotoPass photographers were not there for the Mary Poppins and Alice thing. Hmm. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, another thing that I saw that I thought was amazing was um, in the grassy area between the land and the Imagination Pavilion. Pooh Bear was out there with like a butterfly net, just like playing on the grass. Oh, that's cool. So, by the way, that's another thing I'd like to see continue is just characters in, like, an environment just, like, being themselves. Like, yeah. Pooh Bear was just out there playing. Like, it was awesome. I loved Interesting. it. Interesting. I loved every bit of that. Okay, so next question. Oh, Shannon also asks, are you still able to get the second most popular snack in Walt Disney World? Obviously, talking about the carrot cake cookie. Uh, as far as I know, yes. It was in the trolley car last time I saw it. Interesting. Yeah, so you can get it in the Starbucks from the last time I saw it. I mean, now's the time to get one, because there's less people in the park, so they're probably not going as fast. Right, of course. Right. You're such a jerk about this. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Matson asks, how's food and wine this year? Okay, good question. Um, so this food and wine festival is kind of this weird kind of Frankenstein of food and wine mixed with um, flower and garden. Because a lot of the booths are still flower and garden booths. Like they have the citrus- yeah, they probably never took them down. They have the citrus booth from Flower and Garden that sells the lobster tails and has the orange bird sipper. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they also have things like, you know, the signature mushroom filet mignon in Canada. And uh, so, you know, that like expo center that is between the UK and France pavilions. Yes. That has become kind of like the impromptu festival center for this. And there's okay. a bunch of like there's a bunch of food and wine locations inside there which i'd never been inside there before which and i thought was pretty cool uh they have like the desserts and champagne in there they have one called festival favorites which we talked about last time but it's got the the kielbasa and pierogies from the old poland booth. okay yep and it's got the fisherman's pie that they used to have at the ireland booth so two things that i very much loved that have been removed from food and wine in recent years uh, so that was really cool. They also had these like really big cake pops that were like, I mean, like the size of like, like they were big. They were big and they were kind of frozen. So like it looked really good. I didn't have one, though, because, you know, I'm trying to not have things like that as much right. anymore. Um, so, I mean, I had no issue with food and wine. I thought I thought that the number of booths were good. I thought that the. Um, uh, what do you call it? Um the selection was good. The the portion sizes were the same as they always are, which is fine. The prices were the same as they always are, which is fine. And I think that it kind of saved... It definitely saves World Showcase having that festival there right now. Nice. I mean, it was also interesting to go to a food and wine festival where there was, like, nobody there. Because this park was empty, Pete. Empty. That sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it was insanely empty. Uh, Justin Little said, How long are lines for the carrot cake cookie? By the way, I'm with you, Kev. My go-to snack at the studios, the writer's stop is greater than Starbucks. Well, you got to go to the Starbucks to get it now. So, um, you know, I, th- I believe the carrot cake cookie is a walk-on right now. Hard to believe. Yeah. 
<laughs> Claudette, uh, Sheriff Hockenberry says, how much more crowded did DHS feel? Was there any tips uh, you thought of to help stay safe? Honestly, it didn't feel crowded at all. Like, and, and this is the thing. Like, WWNT keeps posting these pictures of, like, all these people in Hollywood studios. And I'm like, I didn't encounter any of that. Again, I think also because I didn't get there, like, right at rope drop. Right. I I was never near another person. Like, I was in that main area outside the Chinese theater, and I was like, there are more cast members out here than there are guests. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Like, Morty even makes that comment in the video. Uh, so, I mean, I really didn't think it was very crowded. Like, the crowds have been very manageable. I like hearing that. Sarah, finally, Sarah Coyle says, are the waits at Hollywood Studios short enough that it's once again a half-day park, in your opinion? I spent a full day there. I did spend a full day there. I never waited more than 20 minutes for anything, though. Okay. So, you know, walked onto Smuggler's Run, walked into Star Tours, uh, 20-minute wait for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. What about uh, this? I know that... Um Tattooing traders sometimes gets like a dearth of humanity when you're exiting the ride. You have to go through the store. Right. Like they can just flush everyone out. Like you got to get out. Like people tend to go and like linger. <clears throat> Excuse me. Which is what they want. Right. Right. How, how do you, like, can they make that so it's like still socially distanced? You know, there are arrows on the floor when you're coming out of there, I think, but, um, or they might not even be. I don't, I'm not even sure. But I didn't, there was no issue with it when I exited Star Tours. Okay. None. Was, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I mean, no, that's I totally get what you're saying. For you to walk down those ramps, see cool stuff, and be like, oh my gosh, look at this. Yeah, like, no, how it's, do a, you it's, a, now, it's a people trap. 100%. Right. How do you get those people to leave now? I honestly, I think they're just kind of banking on people not wanting to be near other people. Okay. Which, I mean, like, that's. It that, is good. Yeah, like, that's me. Like, I don't want to go anywhere close to other people. But, uh,. Yeah, I didn't see that problem, but I also didn't see any means to, like, alleviate that problem. Okay. It, it, I'm, that's kind of a non-answer, but... Um, <clears throat> a Slinky Dog Dash. I got on Slinky Dog Dash in 20 minutes. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, I it, it, it was great. Absolutely loved it. There's a Morty Monster video of that, too. You know what are they doing? They're seating every other row for that? Yes, uh, every other, pretty much every other row, and you know, like you're not seated with, a, like it used to be, like one of the things was like every every toy that rides will be will be part, every single rider will be paired with a buddy. Not anymore, right? It was just me and Morty Monster on that on that Slinky Dog. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, certain things, you know, when things are breaking, you're not really seeing them in a big rush to fix them. Like um, the three caballeros issue, right? The Jose uh, animatronic, I believe, like fell down. He yeah, he was face down. Yeah, on the ground. And so c- currently, when you get to the end of that attraction, it's just Donald and Panchito. It's th- there's no Jose. It's the two caballeros. The band has broken up. The band has broken up. Yes. So, do you have any questions about these two parks? I feel like I asked them mostly. Yeah. Um, I think it sounds good. Yeah, I mean, Maybe. I had no complaints. You know, in in a world where like this is how we have to live, I think this is the best they could have done. Yeah, rel- you know, good relatively speaking. Yeah, they, there there was nothing that I was like they should have done this or they could have done that or this Universal does this better than them. I thought everything was fine. Uh, the security isn't more interesting now. Like they tell you to take out any like. Metal water bottles, umbrellas, or aerosol cans from your bag. 
Okay. And if you don't have any of those things, you can walk through the metal detector with your bag and your phone and your wallet and, and your keys and everything. Right. And it doesn't go off. It's that Merv-like technology. Yeah. I'm. Oh, my gosh. What if that is Merv? Oh, man. I am really, really freaked out about Merv right now. <laughs> this Merv tech. <laughs> we got Merv has to be stopped before he, you know, before he takes over the entirety of uh, maybe they'll bring back Hoot Gibson to try to stop Merv. <laughs> or maybe he's in on it. Oh, he's totally in on it. Yeah. He's, he's, this is how he gets his revenge. But then his creation turns on him. I'll show you for forgetting old Hoot. Oh, Merv, what? Merv was his original name before yeah. it was Hoot. Right. Merv's, Why? Merv's actually his birth name. <laughs> Merv, I am your father. Hoot Gibson. Why are your eyes turning red? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's. Good God. Uh, we've gotten off on a tangent. All right. So anything else this week that you want to bring up? I think we covered a lot. Today. We did. We covered a whole heck of a lot. Uh, so then without any further ado, uh, that's going to do for Two Men in the Mouse this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. And we appreciate you guys being here with us. The world tour will be commencing soon. Uh, we will be getting on to Adventureland. I promise. Uh, you know, but thanks for bearing with us for all of this. Uh, so, if you love our good friend Peter Mandel, check him out over there at Rogue Comics in, New- in Cranford, New Jersey. It's dry. It's not flooded anymore. Uh, you can find it over at 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016, or go to RogueComics.com, where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. If you're planning a trip to Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise, Adventures by Disney, any Disney resort throughout the known world, or Aulani out in Hawaii, check out our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. Also, folks, check out our buddies over at Kingdom Strollers. If you are renting a crib or stroller on your next Disney vacation, you can check them out at KingdomStrollers.com. Also, folks, um, for me, please check out the Morty Monster YouTube channel. We've been a content machine for the last week. We've got a whole bunch of Hollywood Studios videos, Magic Kingdom videos. There will be a whole bunch of Epcot videos coming this week. So if you want to actually see these things that we're talking about, you know, going strong, that is the place to go to see it. YouTube.com slash Morty Monster on Instagram at Morty Monster and friends or Facebook.com slash Morty Monster. Also, my books are up there on Amazon.com. You can check out check it out by going uh, searching for Kevin J. Kessler, the Ross and Annie series, Winters of Eleanor, Birth of the Dark Angel. All are available right now. All are super affordable if you are looking for something to read. Uh, and so that does it for this week, Pete. Any closing words? So next week, next week, back to the world tour. Yeah, that that's the plan. Unless something else crazy happens. Unless something else crazy happens, which you never know. Uh, folks, thank you so much for joining us again this and every week. Please keep the magic alive every day of your lives, and we will see you next week on Two Men and the Mouse. So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.